Okay, so we will start page 500. Savitri is entering into the inner countries. She has passed the worlds of the vital worlds where all kinds of mixed experiences come where truth and falsehood mix together and can be mistaken one for the other. And then she entered the mental countries where there is, it is a zone of uh, premature certitudes. So one is a zone of intermediate valley of false glimmers, vital world, where one may mistake all kinds of visions and voices for the authentic experience. And the mental world where there is a premature certitude. So she fared on a cross a silent self. To a road she came thronged with an ardent crowd. Who sped brilliant, fire-footed, sunlight-eyed. Pressing to reach the world's mysterious wall. And pass through masked doorways into outer mind. Where the light comes not, nor the mystic voice. So this we had read last time. These are the gods who dwell within the human inner spaces. Of course the gods dwell also in the higher worlds. But all the gods who exist in the higher realms also exist within the human consciousness. That is what we see in mystic literature. Brahma is inside, Vishnu is inside, Shiva is inside, as well as they are all outside. So all these gods, Savitris, uh, you know, as she is going into the journey, she is encountering them. Just as if we go through the mind, above the mind, we will encounter these gods. They are powers from the divine. So as we go inside, we encounter these gods as powers from the divine. Messengers from a subliminal greatnesses Guests from the cavern of the secret soul. So they are the ones who dwell there and they emerge into our life and suddenly they inspire our thoughts towards beautiful things, noble aspirations, all high climbing emotions, feelings that heave towards the light. All this is the result of these gods who are working within this whole creation. Into dim spiritual somnolence they break or shed wide wonder on our waking self. So, when we are asleep, there are realms in which we are asleep. We are asleep to the spiritual self. So, spiritual somnolence. We are asleep in that realm. So, suddenly they come into that realm and wake us up. So, they give us a wake up call. They have their own way of nudging us and waking us up. Or shed wide wonder on a waking self. Ideas that haunt us with a radiant tread. Dreams that are hints of unborn reality. And all of us experience it before we reach this point. Suddenly we are seized with an idea which is like a flash from the beyond. Something that is magical. An idea that can change our life. Strange goddesses with deep pooled magical eyes. So one can even see them. Strong wind-haired gods carrying the harps of hope. So every time hope is born in a hopeless situation, faith is born, aspiration is born, urge for progress is born, godward love is born. 
all this is because they come into our peace is born so all these gods come into our waking consciousness and we feel that it is we but they are the ones who are moving us preparing us because before we encounter the soul we must be made ready like if you want to meet the uh, president <laughs> you have to uh, at the gate the security will first scan you then you go inside if you are wearing a very ordinary dress they may give you a nice dress to wear maybe a good perfume <laughs> and then you are prepared to meet the king and here we are going to meet the prince behind whom there is the king of kings so it naturally the the gods will first prepare us so that when we reach that point we are ready to have the darshan aspirations sun dream head and stark out limbs once somebody asked mother what is the use of aspiration because anyways the divine will do what he has to do so she said it adds a certain intensity and it prepares us to receive so there is a delight so aspiration prepares us to receive the divine it's not that aspiration equal to immediate divine revelation divine will reveal in his own time in his own way he knows but aspiration prepares us it, it bakes the clay to receive the love and light of god emotions making common hearts sublime bhakti is born because of these touches from behind and so there is a possibility one may stop here it is a beautiful state to be in. mystics can stop here and contemplate that there is a truth beyond and savitri mingling in that glorious crowd yearning to the spiritual light they bore longed once to hasten like them to save god's world so the work of the gods is to help mankind and save this world which god has made and therefore savitri also once she receives their touch and impulsion she also wishes to go out and help god's world but she reined back the high passion in her heart she knew that first she must discover her soul so that's the important part that one must first find the soul before anything else can happen the whole stress of yoga is first to discover the soul within the divine within then the next step so there is the urge to hasten to do things to work for god to save the world but one has to rein back this impulse this is because now the gods are entering and giving us messages in contrary sense he faced life's riddling truth this is a beautiful line contrary sense they carrying the light to suffering men hurried with eager feet to the outer world her eyes were turned toward the eternal source so very often people ask that you know what do yogis and mystics do they are living in an ashram what are they really doing they should rush to help mankind people are in distress people are suffering they should give free medicines free this but it's not about that mankind to save mankind one has to be freed from ignorance that is the main problem and how can anybody who is himself not free from ignorance can help another person free from ignorance that's why isha upanishad says it will be like a blind man leading the blind so both will fall in the ditch so without discovering the true self 
the truth within, the soul within, the divine within, our words will be meaningless. We may have symposium and seminars on supermind. But we are still in the mind. We have not yet touched that core. And that is what Savitri discovers. These gods are rushing out to help mankind, but she wants to go to the eternal source. So, gods, even gods, to, gods automatically feel the power. They never try to find. That's what Mother says in that story of Durga's surrender. Outstretching her hands to stay the throng, she cried. She stops these gods and asks them. What does she ask? Oh, happy company of luminous gods, reveal who know the road that I must tread. For surely that bright quarter is your home. To find the birthplace of the occult fire, and the deep mansion of my secret soul. So she asked them, tell me which way to go. You seem to be coming. The light on your face, the dreams in your eyes, your wind ears, your beauty, all this is showing that you are coming from that deep eternal source. So I want to go there. Now you tell me. It is again like if you are going to the president's house. You ask somebody on the road, he may tell you this way, that way. But they, the moment you go to the right place, you will see there are people in proper dresses. You will know that, yes, these are the right people who will let us in. So the same way one has to, uh, these are the messengers and they come from the deep soul and they can show the way if we ask them. If we want to rush outside or if we don't care for them, then yes, we may rest in halfway worlds. But, Savitri is seeking her soul. One answered pointing to a silence dim on a remote extremity of sleep in some far background of the inner world. So one of them answers her, points the way because she is asking these gods, luminous company of the gods and he is pointing, see, if you reach there you will grow inwardly silent. To feel that silence there, <laughs> that is the silence where she is pointing her towards. But he is also saying something very beautiful. Oh Savitri, from thy hidden soul we come. Now it is very interesting. When Shurabindo speaks of the gods here, he is using them in neutral gender. It is not he spoke or she spoke. Because in original Sanskrit, the word Devta applies to the masculine and the feminine. It is later on that we use the word Devi and Devta. But Devta implies, Devta is one who gives, one who is full of light. So it applies both ways, comes from the root Dew. So they are gods as well as goddesses. <laughs> O Savitri, from thy hidden soul we come. We are the messengers, the occult gods who help men's drab and heavy ignorant lives to wake to beauty and the wonder of things. So what is their work? They are waking up the sense of beauty, the spirit of wonder, joy, hope, faith, aspiration in human beings. This is what they are doing. They are not giving houses and cars and <laughs> money. <laughs> as we have made them to be. 
goddess Lakshmi, the goddess of harmony and beauty, we are made into giving us material prosperity. That is Kuber's domain. Kuber is a yaksha from the vital worlds. He can give all these things. So, touching them with glory and divinity, in evil we light the deathless flame of good. Suddenly we will see people who suddenly convert from an evil way of life. I have seen this in my own life. and There are some very interesting stories of radical conversion. Because they touch and persuade inwardly and suddenly the person feels, why am I leading my life this way? And there is the urge to change. And hold the torch of knowledge on ignorant roads. We are thy will and all men's will towards light. So they come and suddenly add like a little flickering flame, candle, matchstick. You add to it a candle's light, it is consumed and the whole thing becomes bigger. So this is what the gods do. O human copy and disguise of God, they recognize who she is. And in a way it applies to all of us, human copy and disguise of God. Who seekest the deity thou keepest hid? You are seeking yourself, Savitri. When you say you are seeking your soul and the divine within, you are seeking yourself. This is our true self. And livest by the truth thou hast not known. Now they give a very beautiful uh, description how to find the soul. Follow the world's winding highway to its source. Anything, if we take to its source, we will discover the divine. That is the origin. World's winding highways. The truth of everything is in the divine. So when we seek, that's why Shobindu says that the psychic being in the beginning seeks three things. Truth, beauty and good. Anywhere and everywhere. Truth, beauty and good. It is the secular way of psychic being seeking. Or it can seek through a religious emotion towards God. Then it seeks the company of those who are turned towards the divine. And then it seeks the one and only who is everywhere and in everything. So these are the stages. Follow the world's winding highway to its source. There in the silence few have ever reached. Thou shalt see the fire burning on the bare stone and the deep cavern of thy secret soul. That is why we see in India many of the temples are built on the heights. You have to go through a difficult passage. Sometimes you have to enter a cave. Amarnath cave for example. You cannot go without bending. Lesson in humility. So you have to bend. You have to take a long arduous journey. Then you are face to face with Amarnath, which is Lord of Immortality, Shiva. So this is the whole, they, they through symbolic forms, they expressed to man the inner journey. That is what is mysticism about. Symbolically, the inner journey. Mansarovar is within, Kailash is within. But here it is a symbol of the kind of journey we have to take. So people who go on such journey, you will often hear, they are chanting, Jai Matadi, Jai Matadi, Om Namo Shivaya. Means as you come closer, you take the name of the divine. He is drawing you. So he alone will take care of all the journey, all the difficulties, all the dangers. And ultimately when you are face to face with him, then you forget everything, forget yourself and you are 
enthralled with rapture. So this is the inner journey. Then Savitri, following the great winding road, came where it dwindled into a narrow path. Very interesting. As you go, initially you go in a, take a flight, then you take a car, then you leave the car also, then you have to climb and you have to go step by step, slowly you are coming closer. Then you leave the footwear, leave everybody and you are face to face alone. But Shurabindo has done something very interesting here. Shurabindo has brought that inaccessible divine into the midst of the world. That's why Shurabindo ashram is very unique. Nowhere else you will find ashrams generally a little secluded or you will find them surrounded by a uh, you know, f- uh, a kind of thick vegetation and a wall all around. I have seen many of the ashrams. But Shurabindo ashram is very unique. You can pass by it without knowing that, as mother said once, that <laughs> he does not know. He has passed from the very place which he was seeking, denying the God whom he was seeking. So, if one passes casually, people take selfies, they don't know what is in in the midst of this world. Right there, with all the things happening outside. It is a symbol, beautiful symbol, that you don't have to go very far. I am right there in the middle, in the marketplace, with people everywhere. But you have to seek and go, go within to discover me. And then, very beautiful lines, powerful lines. Then Savitri following the great winding road. That's how life is. Through the great winding road we ultimately reach there. Came where it dwindled into a narrow path. Trod only by rare wounded pilgrim feet. So there is a saying in, uh, in Hindi. Uh, how would you know that somebody has reached the divine? So in Hindi they say, Pao mein chala hoga. His feet you see They would be wounded It is symbolic In the journey of life You will receive many wounds If you are not strong enough If you turn away If you become shaky If you lose faith You are not ready So all who reach Pass this way (laughs) So God Only by rare Wounded pilgrim feet a few bright forms emerge from unknown depths. Now she is coming to that point where even gods are becoming fewer and fewer into a greater and greater silence. And looked at her with calm, immortal eyes. There was no sound to break the brooding hush. One felt the silent Nearness of the soul. Why? Because you have reached that point. Now if you ask people things, they will say, Quiet. President is coming. The king of kings is coming. See, when the king's procession comes, before that everybody is looking, waiting. But when the king is passing by, everybody is quiet because they want to have a glimpse. So the closer we get to the soul, the quieter we become, calmer we become, and our life is filled with a peace and joy. So this is end of Canto 3. 
we'll stop here continue the next canto next week